right, glad you're with us. Unbeknownst to me, my wonderful staff comes in just right now and they say to me, uh, we just put this out on the website. And I said, what is it? Sean Hannity, your guide to surviving the holidays. Well, what if I don't agree with what you guys put up here? I mean, I'm going to get blamed for anything that you put up there. Hannity did it. Hannity did it. Uh, so we, But now that I look at what you guys have linked to, it's pretty good. Because we don't believe in violence. We believe in, in the peaceful, oh, discussions that might happen around the Thanksgiving table, the, the free and open exchange of ideas, ideals, opinion. It might get a little heated with your liberal relatives. We don't want turkey legs being thrown across the room. One of the reasons I, I never got over when I would go to Disney. And I take the kids when they're younger to Disney. Everybody's walking around with either a turkey leg or a funnel cake. Like it's like it's like a rite of passage. I'm like, man, we don't need turkey legs. Uh, so you want to want it to be peaceful. But if you want to be informed, for example, we have Democrats. They've been talking about impeaching Trump before he won the election in 2016. So we linked to that ad there. And that was six months before the election. We told you we we played the timeline of impeach, impeach all the way from two. It started two days after Donald Trump was elected. And remember, the attorney for the non whistleblower uh, whistleblower hearsay whistleblower. Remember, 10 days after Trump's inaugurated, 10 days. We now know that this guy was talking about a a coup. Um, Anyway, so. Since they won the election, the 26th, that's out there. Google saw a 4,850% increase of searches on how to impeach a president. Less than one week after candidate Trump won the 2016 election, the media started promoting the idea with over 37 headlines. So on the issue of impeachment, what what you can get on Hannity.com is information. So when you're dealing with crazy, maybe you have a crazy Uncle Joe in your family. Maybe you have a zero experience hunter in your family. I don't know. You can start saying, well, I've got information for you. Don't forget what Al Green said. If we we don't impeach this president, he's going to get reelected. It's obvious they don't have a lot of faith, hope and confidence in the people that are running. Why do you think we're getting all these late minute Entries like Mayor Bloomberg, what he spent $30 million, $35 million to introduce himself after he went on his apology tour. I'm sorry about stop and frisk for 12 years uh, and defending it every year since I left office. Uh, So that's what, 16, 17 years? I didn't mean it. I guess while he's thinking, oh, identity politics, I got to go after the African-American vote, Hispanic-American vote. Uh, What did he say about women? He said something that that was a big deal. He went on an apology for that, too. We also put in this guide how to survive the holidays with your liberal relatives. This was very clever. Blair, if you did this, well done. Um, We show we show how the Trump administration. Yeah, you could actually read the real transcript. Oh, Ethan's responsible. Okay, And whether aid to other countries was, was ever withheld. Actually, it was very common practice. Jimmy Carter did it. Ronald Reagan did it. George Herbert Walker Bush did it. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Obama did it. Clinton did it. George W. Bush did it. Shocking. And yeah, the president, this president has also cut aid to Central America on issues involving the immigration crisis. I guess you can argue that's a quid pro quo, right? Because either you fix the immigration crisis 
and you stop people from migrating into our country illegally or you're not getting money. That sounds like a quid and a pro and a quo based on the the mania of the media and the mob in the media. Uh, The president has provided lethal weaponry and support to Ukraine. By the way, what did the one the only one guest, the only one witness last week that was Ambassador Sondland that ever talked to the president? What did he say? The president said he said, I want nothing. I don't want a quid pro quo. I want him to do the right thing. What did the president say on the call that everybody ignores? He goes, I'm afraid that you might be surrounding yourself with some of the same people as your predecessor, Pershenko. And I, that would not be a good idea. So clearly in the president's mind, he had doubts about whether or not the new president of Ukraine was going to end corruption. All valid claims. So the president, again, they got the money. And I love Jim Jordan's question last week. Well, what did it, what did they do? When did they announce it? Announce what? Announce it, you know, that they're doing all these things. Well, they never did. Oh, if they didn't announce it, then I guess there's no quo at the end of the quid and pro, right? So um, anyway, on all the all these, look, all of these so-called witnesses that we heard from last, none of them are going to be allowed if there's ever a Senate trial. They're never, they're never, none of that. We don't need their hearsay testimony. It's not allowed under the federal rules of evidence. Well, ask Lindsey Graham when he's on later. We're not going to bring people in as witnesses to offer their opinion about a transcript that we all have the ability to interpret ourselves because they're just reading the same words we're reading. Never was there once aid ever mentioned in either of the two transcripts that the president released and the president. We now had the letter. Nobody ever paid attention in the mob and the media. Then president also invited President Zelensky without any conditions, three separate times to the White House. So none of this again, all but we do have a real quid and pro and quo. I, I am really I, I may need therapy after this. I know you've never thought you'd hear those words come flying out of my mouth. I may need therapy. I don't believe in for me. I'm not a therapy guy because I'm having a very hard time. You and you are in there telling me maybe you should back off a little bit with the quid and the pro and the quo with Joe. Can we correct the record? Let's just correct the record. The only thing that I ever said to you was we have all this amazing audio. Can we just play the audio instead of having you giving us the verbate? As much as I love your impersonation of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, whoever you're impersonating at any given moment. Can we please just play the audio? That's all I said. You could play it 100 times a day. That's Mm. all. Here's the thing. You can't play it. No. Here's the thing. I am having a very hard time at the spectacular level of hypocrisy and intellectual dishonesty. It's almost like it's a marvel. I'm marveling at at one's ability to bifurcate out all objective truth, reason and common sense. I've been saying that this is like a mass hypnosis. You have to go along with a spectacular lie. You have to, on the one hand, act all outraged and and feign your outrage and say, this is horrible. This is the, the what what he said in the in the transcript is horrible. What? Get rid of corruption. You know, I mean, it's funny. I didn't want to watch it, but everyone said I should watch it. So I got a hold of this transcript. Humpty Dumpty. He, now, remember. It was James O'Keefe that exposed 
Jeff Zucker, the, the, the president of CNN Fake News, has basically, you can't work there if you have another opinion. He's like, he's calling into the control room, call her a liar, whatever, all those things that we played in the tape. So what I figured out about TV people and I'd like to think I don't fit into this category. I never planned on ever getting into TV. I just wanted to be on the radio. Now I'm in my 24th year in TV. Yeah, and we've got the number one show on cable, thanks to all of you. And I never thought that would happen either, but here I am. But anyway, and they don't do very well on CNN. They, 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 this Humpty Dumpty guy gets what? Less than a million people on a weekend, like 700,000 people or something. So he's they're obsessed. It's like the Washington Post it, they got this guy that's not even in the paper that is obsessed with hating Fox News. And it's like an industry. Now, you would think after years of just writing the same articles, different day, Sean Hannity's a liar, liar, pants on fire, conspiracy theorist. Meanwhile, they're the biggest liars in media. They lied for three years. Nobody's ever retracted. Nobody's ever apologized. They just go on to the next group of lies and conspiracy theories. So Humpty Dumpty doing the bidding of his boss, stenographer Brian Stelter, a.k.a. Humpty Dumpty, is, and by the way, this guy is awful on TV. If you ever, he needs to watch himself. It's bad TV. It's boring TV. It's like, Fox sucks. What do you think? Do you think, I think Fox sucks. Fox sucks. Fox sucks. The only people screaming that a network sucks is that a Trump rally? CNN sucks. That's that's where you're hearing a network sucks, actually. So he goes on to be a loyal Republican these days, loyal to the president. I'm loyal to my country. I have fidelity to our Constitution, the rule of law. Like I if you had the, that fidelity, you'd probably have to determine Hillary violated the Espionage Act and Hillary deleting subpoenaed emails and bleach bit and hammers. That was probably obstruction. You'd have to think it's a bad thing, an unverified Russian dossier with funnel money through a law firm to an op research firm hiring a foreign national. You'd, you'd have to be a little indignant and outraged over the fact that these unverified political dossier from a guy that hates Trump and everybody's warned about it was used as the basis for a FISA warrant. Anyway, I, I digress. To be that Republican, you're supposed to believe in the insane Ukraine conspiracy theory. I don't What is the conspiracy theory? I don't even know what it is. Now, we know from a Ukrainian court, I've read it repeatedly, they determined Ukraine interfered in our 2016 election. We've linked it many times on Hannity.com. The Politico, January 11, 2017. Yeah, they lay out the facts about Alexander Chalupa, DNC contractor going to the Ukrainian embassy to dig up dirt on Donald Trump and associates and that they succeeded. That's what the article says. You're supposed to believe that the whistleblower made up a false story. No, I'm I'm I never said the whistleblower made. I think the whistleblower's interpretation is absurd, just like the rest of the mob in the media. What I'd like to know is the contact that took place between the whistleblower, non whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower that doesn't even meet the legal definition of a whistleblower with the congenital liar, the corrupt Adam Schiff's office. I want to know what the contact was. That would be, oh, maybe some real collusion. And that Ukraine is guilty of meddling and well, bring it up with the Ukrainian court in Politico. I'm only reporting or Maria Yovanovitch wouldn't hang Trump's photo in the embassy. I've never said that. 
Never said it once. And but we do know that the Ukrainian prosecutor general said, and John Solomon has it on videotape, if they'd ever do any research at fake news. Yeah, um, this is a bad thing. Yeah, she gave me a list of names of people not to prosecute. We brought it up a few times in passing anyway. And then it. But here's their problem. Here's where it all goes south for them. This is where they lose everybody. Because while they're digging for something that doesn't exist again, another conspiracy theory. And this is where I run sideways. You got Joe Biden. You're not getting the money. You're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor. You got six hours. And we know that quid and pro and Joe quid quid pro quo Joe knew that his son was being investigated. What's his son? Zero experience hunter. No experience in energy, gas, oil or Ukraine. That you have to ignore. I'm having a hard time. This is where I might need therapy, I guess. I don't know. I'd Maybe. Never, I'd never go, by Maybe. the way. I'd never go, by you the way. You would need yeah. the survival I would never guide go. on Hannity.com. Well, I just mentioned that I'm while just, you were out of the room. But you left out one important part. Yes. You had to sign up for the newsletter. Okay, okay. Go to Hannity.com. Hey, let me finish my point. So here's the thing. How do you cut off all objective truth in your brain? How do you say that the nothing transcript is bad? But Joe, you got six hours, fire the guy investigating my zero experience son, or you're not getting a billion. How do you just pass that off? You know how they do it? Because they are liars. They have misled you, we, the American people for three straight years. That's how they do it. And they do it. A lot of them, I would argue, I'm convinced now for money. And they just need something to talk about because they're so dumb. They couldn't think their way out of a wet paper bag. Most of them. By the way, nobody. I probably shouldn't say this because I guess therapy helps a lot of people. Right. Okay. I, I, I used to be far more rigid about like all these these psychotropic drugs that are, you know, a lot of look. There's a lot of people that have a lot of issues that I don't understand. I you know, people are really depressed. People are very anxious. I, you know, I'm, I, I have no problem with people getting help, uh, religious help, clerics, counselors, rabbi, priest, preacher, you know, whatever, whatever is going to make you happy. There's no reason going through life being miserable. But no, I'm not. The th- my, my staff is looking at me. You'd never go to therapy. I did, ne- no, you're right. I never would. I'm I mean, not I that, ter- I'm not that person. Uh, you know, exchange you and the doctor. What's the problem? All oh, people are upset. I'm telling the truth. OK, what else is wrong? Well, they're mad because they have conspiracy theories and they're lying and I'm telling the truth. So you're upset that people are mad at you for telling the truth. OK, get over it. Next. You'd no, but, but the pro- but it is not who I am. I can't imagine. Like, I never understood Howard Stern. Remember when we interviewed him? He's like, yeah, I go to therapy five days a week. and I. Well, you don't have to. You got me. I'm here for you every day. I listen to okay. you three hours a day. I'm like, who wants to go to three therapy? Three hours a day, I got to listen to you. He has more money than probably, you know, 99.9% of us together. There's no reason for therapy. Go buy a new car and have fun in your new car. Money doesn't buy happiness. That's true. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, you know, people take me seriously. We got to... No, I'm never going to go get therapy. 
But this guy just called in and he says, uh, so it's obviously not a regular listener because he didn't know who I was. And he said, uh, I don't know who that was that said money can't buy you happiness. I said it, didn't I? Just tell that person they don't know where to shop. That's I found a, that very amusing. That's actually a pretty good line. I love our um, Yeah, they're the best by far. Uh, I can tell you this, that, it, but it's a little maddening. It's a, you, you really, when you just have to listen to them and you're like, really, you're, you're going to ignore this, this, this slam dunk case. They did the same thing. Why should I be surprised with obstruction? You know, four investigations, no Trump, Russia collusion, none whatsoever. The Mueller report, no Trump, Russia collusion. And then we end up with the Mueller report. They're disappointed. But to get there, you had to ignore the dossier, the dirty Russian dossier, the unverifiable dirty Russian dossier with the funneled money, you know, through the law firm to the op research firm to the foreign national. You're supposed to forget that didn't matter. Ukrainian election interference doesn't matter. Obstruction of justice, it's fine as long as your name is Hillary Rodham Clinton. That's how you have to get there. Now, that is a pretty spectacular level of lie for the mob in the media. And that would be all of them, pretty much. That would be ABC, NBC, CBS, fake news, CNN. Then you've got the Area 51 Roswell Rachel Maddow conspiracy channel officially known now known as MSDNC on this program. And, you know, they don't they just do this regularly. They just lie. They just they're just a bunch of statists. They're Pravda state run TV. The, again, the very thing they accuse us of they're guilty of CNN, one voice, MSDNC, one voice. It's all hate Trump all day. Every second, every minute, every hour of every 24-hour day. And I guess that's just our reality. We have to, and but the great news is, this is important too. Um, where did I see this? I'm trying to remember where I picked this up this morning. It was in Vanity Fair actually had a piece. And it's hard to kind of read. You see all this. You know, the Democrats thought they had Trump all last week. They were they were there. They were percolating. They were happy. They were giddy. They thought they had their auditioned people to come in. You know, they, they kind of forgot that Americans are going to hear from people like me. Yeah, that doesn't that won't be in the Senate because those aren't real witnesses. That's called hearsay. Hearsay is inadmissible. That's that's a problem for them or opinion witnesses. I thought when I first read the transcript, I thought it was the worst thing I ever read. We don't need your opinion. You're an opinion witness. You're a deep state operative. You don't like Donald Trump. Got it. You know what the big mistake of Donald Trump in this was? I'll tell you what his big mistake is. He should have cleaned house immediately. He should have wiped that place clean. Now, a lot of people are upset because, you know, this gets kind of messy because if you're going to clean and drain a swamp, it's dirty work. I've done a lot of dirty work in my day. I've done, you know, construction, labor jobs, come home, you know, filthy, dirty. I have I remember 12 years old scrubbing those pots and pans and dishes at the restaurant. They didn't have a machine. Now you go to most restaurants, they all have a machine. And, you know, you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, this is draining a swamp looks like this. This is what it looks like. And those that are the swamp creatures don't like being cleaned out. 
And so now I'm looking at a lot of the polls. There was a October Gallup poll put independence in favor of removing Trump from office at 53 to 44. Morning, morning consult, early November, greater gap, 49 to 34. Uh, early enthusiasm, everyone was all jacked up for this big impeachment bonanza. How everybody was able to, again, forget that, you know, Adam Schiff was out there leading the charge for three years lying to us. And now he's going off the cliff again instead of Russia. Now it's Ukraine. So it was, you know, the enthusiasm. I guess it was a pretty you know big deal for them all back in the time. But then Americans are pretty smart people. I do have faith in the American people. Doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes time to time or we're not going to believe in lofty rhetoric and language that, you know, hope and change. And yes, we can. I mean, you get jazzed up, charged up. You got a bumper sticker. You know, you you got a guy like Barack Obama's hope and change. And yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. No, we can't. You know, when it comes down to health care. A lot of promises that were made that were never, ever fulfilled, weren't they? You were promised, keep your doctor, keep your care and save money. Keep your plan and save money. On average, $2,500 per family per year is how much you're going to save. So that, you know, every once in a while we get a little off track. So they thought they had this thing and polling showed that it was going to do well. You had to forget completely that Adam Schiff was leading this whole farce. And then you see that, oh, what happens? All of a sudden, the American people start watching it and they're beginning to see what I see. Then guys like me are showing you quid pro quo Joe. And then you're hearing Hunter give the dumbest interview on television. And Hunter Biden's there, no experience, zero experience, Hunter. And then you find out, well, why did a vice president ever want his son fired? Uh, Want a a prosecutor fired or was going after his son? He was warned about it. So he's warned about his son being fired. So he's going to take a billion taxpayer dollars and leverage it and demand they get fired. And you got six hours or you're not getting the money. Son of a B, they fired him. So now the American people, it starts leaking out. They hide it. They just tell all they're telling their audiences is this. Oh, there's been no credible you know, evidence of any wrongdoing with Hunter and Joe Biden. No credible experience. This is a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. Joe's on tape. He says it. You're not getting the money. You're not getting the billion dollars. You're not getting it unless you fire the prosecutor. Who's the prosecutor? First of all, why is a vice president care? Well, the prosecutor is the one he was told by the New York Times and others was investigating his not limited experience, zero experience son, Hunter. Right. Wasn't everybody in America all outraged because I guess parents were putting their the faces of their beloved children on real athletes bodies and they had zero experience. What was the sport rowing or something? I don't know what you call the thing. Um, Yeah, everyone was so outraged about it. Zero experience, millions and listen to me, millions and millions of dollars. I'd love that deal. What experience do you have? Well, I once sat on the board of Amtrak. Great. So your dad got you that gig. Do you have any experience with cha- trains, planes, automobiles? No. Any experience I with he Ukraine? I played with trains as a young child. That Fun. might qualify. I'll never forget the day I took Linda as a four-year-old, cute little baby boy, wonderful kid by the name of Liam. And I remember Linda says, can we stop at 
what was it, Walmart or Target? And can we get Liam a train? So we go inside the Walmart. Gomez is with me. Sweet Baby James is with me. Sure, Linda, we'll go pick up a toy. Where were we coming back from on that trip? We were with uh, El Rushbo. Okay, what, we after we interviewed Rush? That's right. In all right. So now if I, come on. All right, sure, Linda, you want to get a present for Liam? Okay, we'll stop at, what is it, Target or Walmart? It was Target. Okay, we go in the Target. And Linda's turning over every choo-choo train. Finally, I can't take it anymore because I like to shop, but quickly. I like to get in and get out. So I said, I'll be right back. Gomez, come with me. Me and Gomez, we go, we get a cart. I go over to the train section and I took all the train toys and I dumped them in the cart and said, let's go. I said, this way you can decide. (laughs) It is a true story. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Well, this one's $4.99 and this one's $3.99. And I don't know which one he's going to like better if he likes this choo-choo train. But get them all the choo-choo trains. I mean, let's get out of here. Liam should really be on the board of Burisma. He's as qualified as Hunter. Yeah. That's my point. Now, if you look at the data, it's not going so well. And you're beginning to see, especially among independents now, they're saying this impeachment issue is more important to politicians than it is to me. 62 percent versus 22. And by the way, it says more important to the media than it is to me. 61, 23. These are the independents that will make the difference in Wisconsin, Michigan, maybe Minnesota, Pennsylvania, hopefully Arizona, Nevada, certainly we care a lot about Ohio, North Carolina, Florida. We need everybody. George, we need you wherever you are. If Unless you want the new Green Deal $94 trillion insanity that they're pushing. This is, this is how corrupt it is. It, it, there's a certain mindset that you have to adopt to, to lie on this spectacular level and not see your rank hypocrisy. And not ever admit that you're wrong because they were wrong about Russia. And then just move on to more lies, more conspiracy theories, a new hoax, and yet ignore your guy doing all of that you're acting outraged about. What do I say? Feigned moral outrage, selective moral outrage. When it suits their purposes, they're, uh, they believe the I believers, they're I believers, but only when they're bludgeoning a Republican or Donald Trump appointee. But we'll forget the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, you know, well, obstruction, obstruction. But you're going to forget the, the 33,000 deleted subpoenaed emails. You don't care about that. We're not supposed to care that Politico and a court in Ukraine actually determined Ukrainian election interference in 2016. I th- for three years, we've heard that we should really care about all of that. Apparently not. That's how that's how busted your brain has to be. That's how corrupt you have to be, because there's there's a lot of lying you're buying into here. And then you got to turn it around and then you're going to say Sean Hannity lied about what? We've been right the whole time. Well, the inspector general report may not come out the way you your sources told you, Hannity. I'm like, well, maybe not. If that happens, we're screwed. That's all it means, because the facts are not in dispute. What do we know? Oh, we know on multiple occasions that one one occasion, Bruce Orr, Kathleen Kavlak, I'm told at least five separate occasions the DOJ was warned. The FBI was warned. FBI is part of DOJ, in case you didn't know. They were warned. Don't trust Christopher Steele. He hates Donald Trump, but he's got an agenda. One. Point two. Hillary Clinton 
paid for the dirty dossier with funneled money, campaign finance issue to a law firm, to a op research firm, to a foreign national. Putting aside that hypocrisy, we don't want foreign nationals involved. Okay, then you're going to have to believe that, okay, the guy, it says at the top of a FISA warrant, verified. We'll play it later. Rod Rosenstein, career law enforcement officer, you're swearing. It's an affidavit, FISA application, and you're swearing to the best of your ability that what you're presenting is true and accurate. And if at some point you find out it's not, well, you're going to be in trouble. Okay. Any of you lie to a FISA court, you're in trouble. They never. How do we know? Hannity, how do you know it's unverifiable? Oh, because the guy that wrote it was put under oath under the threat of perjury in an interrogatory in Great Britain. And he said, I have no idea if any of it's true. 50-50. What do I know? That becomes the basis to spy on Carter Page, who's going to join us at the top of the next hour. I see him in the next room. Uh, that that, And then, of course, spy on the opposition presidential candidate after you saved your favorite candidate from going to jail for the violating the Espionage Act and for what she did with obstruction with, you know, the subpoenaed emails she destroyed and the hard drive she destroyed and the devices she had destroyed. This is how corrupt and sick it's gotten. There is no objective truth. There is no zero intellectual honesty. There is no reason. There is no common sense. I say mob for a reason because it's a mob. It's a mob mindset, a mob mentality. They're not they don't care about their breath taking hypocrisy, the lies they tell, the propaganda they spew, the conspiracy theories they spin, the hoaxes they perpetrate on the American people. And they're so freaking arrogant, high and mighty on their high horse thinking and and in their little bubble of Twitter, they all tweet each other. And then they tweet back to each other and then they retweet each other and then they, they outdo each other on Twitter. No, he's he's the worst, worst, worst president. No, 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 no. He's the worst, 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 worst president. This is the bubble they live in. And the American people are saying, you know what? This is BS. If we don't fix this, we're screwed. Bottom line, the country you grew up loving, built on the Constitution, the rule of law. Equal justice, equal application of our laws is gone. Well, Hannity, well, you're, you're telling us that the FISA report is if they don't conclude premeditated fraud on a FISA court, then I can't help the country because the evidence is not in dispute. Evidence is clear, incontrovertible and overwhelming. That's it. What kind of country do you want to live in? Guess what? You're going to get to decide in 344 days. A lot at stake, kids. A lot at stake. Uh, Evan Perez had a news in the last hour uh, that the inspector general found uh, what we believe to be a problem made in one of the FISA applications for Carter Page. Uh, what I want to know from both of you, my understanding is this. Andrew, you can't talk about it. Uh, you're restricted from discussing the report of the investigation, right? That's right. I am currently, I've reviewed the report. I'm in the process of that, and I've agreed not to speak about it in any way until that process is over. 
when I look at what's happening, you've got an investigation at the highest level of our law enforcement. That's the attorney general investigating 2016 election and, and interference by potentially the FBI and the CIA. You've also got John Durham's investigation, now a criminal investigation. So I ask you, what exactly is debunked about 2016 interference, which is what Adam Schiff writes? I guess he's not under oath to write this letter either, right? He's not, in fact, and it's it's not debunked. And I think the IG report is going to validate um, uh, Chairman at the time Chairman Nunez's um, FISA memo that that highlighted the abuses. Look, I can tell you this. I can't tell you what the exculpatory information is that relates to George Papadopoulos, but there was some, and I can tell you that it was not timely. Uh, delivered to the FISA court uh, during the pendency of those FISA uh, applications. And I just yeah. I'll promise you that the uh, that the inspector general report is going to address that. So you're going to have on September 11th, the inspector general will be before your committee. December I'm hoping 11th. we get a number of days and not on a Friday, a dump. It'll be December the 9th. You'll get the report. December the 9th. That's yeah. locked. That's locked. All right, that last cut was from uh, Lindsey Graham. Uh, glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. So here we are. It's November 25th. And my, my memory serves me well. Okay, 30 days. So we got 14 days. A Monday. Two weeks. That means then we're going to get the Pfizer report. Now, you're reading in the New York Times and the Washington Post, et cetera, et cetera, that, oh, it's not going to be bad at all. I don't believe any of it. I don't know what's going to be in it, but we do know certain truths that are undeniable. We know that the bulk of information, according to the Nunes, the Grassley-Graham memos, that the bulk of information in the FISA applications was the unverifiable Steele dossier, the Russian dossier paid for, bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton. We know there are numerous warnings uh, by everybody not to use it, including even Bruce Orr uh, saying, well, Steele's got an agenda. He hates Donald Trump. And... Hillary Clinton paid for it, so it's political, and none of it's verified. And it says on top of the warrant, verified. That's what you have to put in it. So they used it anyway. And then when the FBI finally got around to it, they they figured out, no, 95% of it's not true. So the question is, that would be premeditated fraud on a FISA court. And now, we're, well, it's only this low-level so-and-so. They're going to blame a low-level? If your signature's on it, Rod Rosenstein himself said what should happen. That a FISA application, well, let me play Rod Rosenstein, because I don't think anybody could say it any better than himself. The irony here for him is he signed the fourth one, the third renewal application. Here's what he said. The way we operate in the Department of Justice, if we can accuse somebody of wrongdoing, we have to have admissible evidence and credible witnesses. We need to prepare to prove our case in court. And we have to affix our signature to the charging document. That's something that not everybody appreciates. Now, there's a lot of talk about FISA applications, and many people that I, I see talking about it seem not to recognize uh, what a FISA application. A FISA application is actually a warrant, just like a search warrant. Uh, in order to get a FISA uh, search warrant, you need an affidavit signed by a career federal law enforcement officer who swears that the information in the affidavit is true and correct to the best of his knowledge and belief. Uh, and that's the way we operate. And if it's wrong, sometimes it is. If you find out there's anything incorrect in there, that person is going to face consequences. Well, we now know because of an interrogatory that the so-called author, 
That was hired with Hillary Clinton money that she funneled to a law firm, to an op research firm, to a foreign national. I didn't think we were supposed to have foreign nationals impacting our elections. Yeah, that would be the dossier that was proven 90 percent false. But when he was in the interrogatory, Christopher Steele said, oh, I have no idea if any of this is true. Ah, 50-50, maybe. Carter Page is the person when I always say that one individual's constitutional rights were trampled. That's Carter Page. That gave the deep state, the back door into all things Trump campaign, Trump transition team, and then the presidency. They spied on the president of the United States. They spied on his candidacy. They spied on his transition team. Carter Page is with us now. Um, apparently, the, what we do know is the inspector general found evidence that an FBI lawyer manipulated a key investigative document related to the FBI's secret surveillance of you. Listen, Sean, you have correctly reported going back several years already about all of this wrongdoing and all of this false information, which led to a fraud on the FISA court. All I know, you know, again, there's a lot of speculation and as usual, a lot of leaks to the New York Times and the Washington Post. How convenient. <laughs> exactly. But the, uh, the the gentleman's name who was in there a dozen plus times, and again, you know, uh, innocent till proven guilty, and we'll see what comes out. But what I do know is this FBI lawyer, uh, Mr. Kleinsmith, you know, I don't know uh, in terms of what he was doing behind the scenes. What I do know for sure is I w- the only thing I ever asked of him was for help with all these terror threats that I was getting in April 2017. And not only did he uh, apparently never do anything with his colleagues, uh, other FBI agents who I asked for help with, but just a couple of weeks later, in the middle of uh, April 2017, is when they had the uh, FISA uh, leak, right? Another felony by uh, by somebody. And again, you know, there, there's so much wrongdoing. Where do we even begin? So... The way I've been told the process works um, is that anybody that is mentioned in Michael Horowitz's report, this would be the time that they now would have a chance to see. This is why I think we're getting leaks, is that people get to see isolated portions of that might refer to them. That would, I assume, impact you. Um, You have asked to see it. You've been denied. I've been denied consistently and repeatedly going back many, many months. And I've offered help. Uh, Well, I have various thoughts and theories about that. All I know right now, Sean, is it's exactly what you've said about this being a completely one-sided process, right? For example, the um, one person which we do know, according to Chris Como's CNN show, uh, he had the CNN contributor, Mr. Andrew McCabe, Right. And he has uh, attested that he actually got to read it and you get to provide his input. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's just typical one sided reporting. So. So let me ask you, um, this is going to come out, but your name is all over the FISA application because they were spying on you. Um, Now, maybe I, I think I'm a pretty good judge of people. You've come on this program and you have explained that your international travels, you pretty much have told us. That you well, no, you have told us that you would come back and you would be debriefed by our very brave. And I I believe them to be brave. The ninety nine percent of our intel community that protects us in a very evil and dangerous world. And uh, we have the premier law enforcement agency in the FBI and our CIA. There's nobody better. 
thank God, because they all protect us, but you can't abuse those powers. You cooperated. You've told me many times you've helped your government. You've helped your country. You love your country. Give us more of what what can you what else can you tell us? Because I read more into that. Well, Sean, I always try to act like a professional and not do a lot of, you know, follow this uh, standard, which we have in Washington now of a lot of people in the intel community and the DOJ and the FBI leaking. Um, and so I always do, try do to keep that. The, do you believe the leaks? I know there's a lot of falsehoods, right? And, but all I know, you know, so typically, I, I mean, I never talked about this for so many years, but unfortunately, when my name is on the, on, you know, all these fake news networks and in the uh, front pages of various newspapers, I have to, you know, give the full story. If it's a uh, more false reporting just to take down President Trump and. But you only spoke you know, to Mueller for how long? It was a full day in November 2017. A full day. And you yeah. never heard back from them? No, no. Nope. But they had to know based on your past that you would download the information you had. Let me ask you a question. You're not going to want to answer it. Did your government, did anybody in our government ever request you do some work for them, specific work when Uh, you were abroad? Yeah, Sean, I don't like to talk, you know, in terms of specifics. But again, it's it's already been leaked. And in this infamous mail one case where I'm uh, a lead witness uh, in this indictment handed out by uh, Preet Bharara with Eric Holder and a few other senior Democrat. Uh, so in other words, you're the, you're the source and the evidence in that case, correct? I'm the I'm as it's called male one. Right? Yeah. And unfortunately, there's a lot of. Uh, but male half, one that was helping his country. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so what do you do? You know, what are your plans here? Because this is now locked. We're getting it December 9th. Unless I get are you taking them to court to stop it from coming out? Well, it's a uh, it's an open question, Sean. And I've been in touch with uh, various people in uh, DOJ again today. And is there um, any do you have any fear of what might be in there about you? No, no fear for me. I just fear that it's another half truth. Right. I mean, this is when you. You've got guys like, you know, Democrat uh, Andy McCabe and a lot of other CNN contributors and people like Fake that, news. you know, yeah. sort of uh, providing all this input. And so I get zero input whatsoever. So they have to make you look bad in order to get the FISA application. McCabe is the one that said no dossier, no FISA warrant. So they're not going to make you look good in their application, are they? Well, I mean, all we know is from a prior uh, investigation and yeah. IG report that what they say about Mr. McCabe. He has a quote unquote lack of candor, right? And so I said that um, about James Comey too. How many times, I wonder if I had a lack of, of candor where I would be. Yeah. I think we know. Well, I mean, and, and they've, that was the main thing. You know, you ask about the Mueller hearing, they were always trying to trip me up. Right. And, and again, they've got a year's worth of surveillance, reading all my emails and listening to all my phone calls. If they and, had anything, you would be in jail. <laughs> what they tried to do is trip me up in terms of my memory. Right. Because that's, you know, perjury traps is sort of. Carter, thing. I can't yeah. tell you who was on the show on Friday. So, you know, it's um, yeah. one of those moments. What do you plan to do then? Because now this is scheduled to come out. Lindsey Graham is on right after you today. What do you plan to do? Well, I hope that and, you know, we we can talk about this more over um, the coming days. But I think that I would like him to um, again. So this report, as you mentioned, comes out uh, December 9th and then he's going to have a hearing on December 11th. Correct. I would I think it only makes sense that 
uh, I also, since I had no input whatsoever, I'd be given the opportunity to uh, testify and provide information in this uh, in this hearing on December 11th. Seems only fair to me. All right, as we continue, Carter Page uh, is with us. All right, so where are you, you're in a court process right now. Um, others have been given an opportunity to, to preview at least portions of the IG report that impact them or mention them. You've not had that opportunity yourself. You are in touch with, if I'm not mistaken, with the IG's office. That would be Michael Horowitz's office. What are they telling you? Well, it's been a very slow uh, stonewalling process thus far, Sean. And I have uh, tremendous respect for Chairman Graham, and I know he wants to move forward with this process. So it's a delicate balance because on the one hand, I think we want this to be an accurate and fair and full report. We've be, been waiting and waiting and waiting and, and waiting. And I want to be as quickly as go as quick as possible in terms of providing my input. But on the on the other hand, you know, it's uh, it's there, there's big issues and it's not, uh, you know, from what we're seeing thus far, it's not a not a full and fair report and it's very much one sided. So uh, I'm I'm in negotiations with various people. I don't want to. I could spend this Thanksgiving weekend working on a uh, emergency injunction in the D.C. District Court. I'd like to avoid that if possible. Are do they uh, are they aware that this possibility is out there? Have they? I, I they, let them know. Are, are they yeah. showing any willingness to let you at least get a headline of what's in there about you? Well, what I found uh, hilarious is uh, in the last few days, Sean, they actually uh, cited a case in terms of their justification of why they're not giving it to me. They cited the case of Juanita Broderick against the Clinton executive office of the president back in 2001. And so this, and so, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of these things. I mean, it's, it's so ironic because I mean, you look at what happened to her and how, you know, she got similarly stonewalled and they're trying to use this as false arguments and uh, uh, potentially, you know, we're still kind of negotiating and things, but I, I find that uh, pretty ironic. And, you know, similar, Similarly, you have consistently, you know, exposed the truth in terms of all the wrongdoing that uh, she's lived through. I, I think and it's so. fair. And maybe if you don't even like it, it doesn't matter. But at least then you have. Well, look, one way or the other, if it comes out, you will. We will give you an opportunity to come here and tell your story. Yeah. And I'll ask Senator Graham if he would like to call you. And would you like to go before his committee? No. Well, I, 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 uh, I've been in touch with the com- their committee and uh, maybe I'll have more to say about that on your uh, show tonight. Uh, Sean. So I'm waiting for some feedback. All right. Carter Page, thank you for being with us. Thanks so much for everything. 941 Sean. Sean. All right. It's out December the 9th. Getting a lot of leaks about it. I don't really believe them, but we'll see because there's certain facts that we just know about the case. 800-941-SEAN. Toll free telephone number. Senator Lindsey Graham is next as we continue. What do you plan to do then? Because now this is scheduled to come out. Lindsey Graham is on right after you today. What do you plan to do? Well, I hope that and, you know, we we can talk about this more over um, the coming days. But I think that I would like him to um, again. So this report, as you mentioned, comes out uh, December 9th and then he's going to have a hearing on December 11th. Correct. I would I think it only makes sense that. Uh, I also, since I had no input whatsoever, I'd be given the opportunity to uh, testify and provide information in this uh, in this hearing on December 11th. Seems only fair to me. 
All right, that was Carter Page just moments ago right here on this program, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of this uh, program, that's all part of a lot of news that will involve the great senator from the great state of South Carolina, a uh, friend of the program, Senator Lindsey Graham. Senator, how are you? Uh, welcome Good. back. How are you doing? So, Carter, before we get to the issue, and by the way, oh, I see a lot of people are unhappy with you, Senator, which makes me which kind of makes me more proud of you that based on who your enemies seem to be. But so here is Carter Page. He's been wanting to see and apparently others like Andrew McCabe, Mr. Lacking Candor himself. They have been given an opportunity to see what is in portions of this report on FISA abuse. So he's looking to see what's in there about him. Um, And then he said that they've been unwilling to do so. Isn't it usual practice, though, that they would let anybody mention to see that portion about them? Or is that not usual practice? I think so. I think if you're mentioned in a report in any substantive way, they want to let you look at it. That's what's uh, taken so long, quite frankly. So September 11th is going to be Mr. Horowitz and. After he testifies about the report, I'm sure there'll be other people who want to call based on what he tells us. But I'm going to focus on Mr. Horowitz, his report, and what does it all mean? Then we'll build out from there. You know, I want you to help me out because I'm having a very hard time wrapping my brains around breathtaking hypocrisy and a double standard and intellectual dishonesty that exists in the in the media mob in the Democratic Party. Let me play for you. Let's get to the heart of it, because the accusation against Donald Trump has been that Donald Trump, although he never mentioned aid, there was never a quid pro quo. The only person that talked to him said, uh, I want nothing. That that's what the president said. But we do have Joe Biden saying this because it seems that everybody will ignore the obvious well, shake down and go after the mysterious one that doesn't exist. And I want to see because Joe Biden's lashing out. You want to just remind our audience what Joe said. I said, I'm not going to we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a (laughs) got fired. Prosecutor's not fired. You're not getting the billion. Now, we know another fact, Senator, and that was that Joe Biden was warned repeatedly, including by the New York Times, that he was warned that his son was being investigated by the prosecutor, that he's leveraging a billion of our tax dollars. Now, you're thinking, well, Hunter probably deserved all the money he was making. No, this is Hunter Biden on Good Morning America. When he said, I hope you know what you're doing, what did he think you were doing? Well, he read the press reports that I joined the board of Burisma, which was a Ukrainian natural gas company. And there's been a, a, a lot of misinformation about me, not about my dad. Nobody buys that, but it buys this idea that I was unqualified to be on the board. What were your qualifications to be on the board of Burisma? Well, I was vice chairman of the board of Amtrak for five years. I was the chairman of the board of the UN World Food Program. I was a lawyer for Boy Schiller Flexner, one of the most prestigious law firms in the world. You didn't have any extensive knowledge about natural gas or Ukraine itself, though? Uh, No, but I think that I had as much knowledge as anybody else that was on the board, if not more. In the list that you gave me of the reasons why you're on that board, you did not list the fact that you were the son of the vice president. Of course, yeah. What role do you think that played? 
I think that it is impossible for me to be on any of the boards that I just mentioned without saying that I'm the son of the vice president of the United States. You were paid $50,000 a month for your position? Look, I'm a private citizen. One thing that I don't have to do is sit here and open my kimono as it relates to how much money I make or make or did or didn't. But it's all been reported. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. Probably not. Now, Senator, maybe you can help me out. I'm just a simple talk show host. I maybe maybe I'm not that smart. But to me, the very thing that the media and the Democrats are claiming about Donald Trump without any evidence is the very thing that Joe and Hunter did. Now, Joe Biden has lashed out at you and said, I'm embarrassed by what Lindsey Graham is doing. I want you to give you a chance to respond. Well, number one, uh, uh, Vice President Biden was given the Ukraine portfolio by President Obama. He was assigned uh, the task of dealing with the Ukraine. And one of the things he was looking at is corruption in the Ukraine. I want all your listeners to know that the Ukraine is a valuable ally, but a very corrupt country. Here's the question. Uh, if you're assigned to look at corruption, how could your son become a board member of Burisma, a company run by the most corrupt guy in the Ukraine? So Cheka is the president of Burisma. In 2015, the American ambassador to the Ukraine urged the prosecutor general to take more seriously corruption. So Cheka was the environmental minister uh, and the Yanukovych uh, 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 administration, and he was mentioned by name as being corrupt. So the questions go like this. If you're assigned to investigate corruption, how do you explain the fact that your son became a board member of one of the most corrupt companies uh, in Ukraine? And the question for me is, did Hunter Biden use his political influence to stop the investigation of Burisma after it was opened on February the 2nd. There's plenty of evidence that Hunter Biden and his business associates called the State Department after the president's home was raided. I want to know what happened, and I want to know what Joe Biden did, if anything. Well, I'd like to know, I mean, is there a readout of the calls? Are there any notes on the calls? By the way, as long as we're going to now release transcripts of presidents, why not vice presidents and the conversations that they have with countries like Ukraine? And I'd actually be interested in in what more flexibility meant for Vladimir Putin with Barack Obama. And I'd kind of like to know what Obama said to the mullahs in Iran before he gave him one hundred and fifty billion. Right. So let's get back to the timeline here. John Solomon's reporting is very important to me. So Burisma hires uh, Hunter Biden. Obviously, they hire him for political influence. There's no other reason they would pay him $50,000. But also, did they hire him as an insurance policy? As long as he's on the board of Burisma, they're probably not going to get hit too hard because Hunter Biden's on the board. The question is, was that a good bet by Burisma? Did Hunter Biden activate a political network to stop the investigation of Burisma. On February the 4th, when the prosecutor general announced the investigation against Burisma, Hunter Biden calls the State Department, Tony Blinken, uh, contacts the State Department. Tony Blinken used to be the chief of staff to Joe Biden. Uh, Hunter Biden's business partner, Mr. Archer, eventually meets with Secretary of State John Kerry. Joe Biden, the vice president, begins to call the president of the Ukraine, Poroshenko, 
numerous times in about 10 days, three times in 10 days, actually goes to the Ukraine in March. And about a week later, they fire the prosecutor. So here's the question. Did Hunter Biden use his influence to stop the investigation of the company he was receiving $50,000 a month from? I'm not going to be deterred from asking those questions. I want to read out of the phone call between the vice president and the president of Ukraine. There may be nothing there. I hope there's not. I'll be the first to say. But we're not going to live in a country where you just look at Republicans. I like Joe Biden. He's a friend. But friendship is not going to stop me from doing my job. If the shoe were on the other foot, the media would be burning Washington down to get answers to this. They tell me this has been all looked at. There's nothing there. And I said, who looked at it? Political fact. Are you giving me a break? I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, the bottom line here is they're trying to not ask any questions about the Biden connections to corruption. We're going to ask. How is it possible? I've never in my life witnessed that kind of breathtaking hypocrisy like like we're describing here, because we well, keep. Me, he, let, go ahead. Well, let me tell you how it's possible. When it comes to Trump, they've been trying to destroy his presidency from the day one. Mueller investigation. Uh, Chris Coons, who's a friend from Delaware, I do a lot of business with Chris, asked me to sign on to a uh, uh, legislation to prevent Mueller from being fired without cause, unless they're cause. I did that to make sure the investigation would continue. I didn't think the president was going to fire Mueller, but I wanted to let him know that would be a bad decision. I trusted Mueller to take a hard look at it, to be fair. He did. He found no evidence of collusion and no evidence of obstruction of justice that could lead to a chargeable offense. So I was glad to help Chris Coon. Now they're criticizing me for asking questions about whether or not Hunter Biden, who is receiving $50,000 a month from one of the most corrupt people in the Ukraine, tried to stop an investigation of the gas company where he was serving as a board member. If that's not a double standard, I don't know what is. When uh, Joe Biden went after John McCain as the vice presidential nominee in 2008, I never doubted they were friends, but his job was to make sure McCain would not become president. I doubt if anybody asked Joe Biden, you're saying all these bad things about John McCain. How do you explain your friendship? How is it that they try to shut down any questions when they act with, you know, that with such severity and they're trying to impeach a president because the president said, hey, will you look into the corruption in your country? Good question. Um, and they, they they literally will ignore this just like they well, suppose. They're not going to. Right, right. So they're not going to get to ignore it. I didn't start this. They did. I thought after the Mueller report, it would be overshine. No collusion, no obstruction. I thought. Oh, we'd no, move it's not. On. Well, they, I, did, I, they, I they didn't really care about the Russian dossier. They didn't really care about the right. deleted emails and bleach bit and hammers, did they? And they didn't really care about, uh, let's see, I believers when it had to do with the lieutenant governor and the great Commonwealth of Virginia, did they? No. And the bottom line here is it was OK for me. And I know you didn't agree to make sure Mueller could do his job because I wanted to make sure that the allegations against the president were thoroughly investigated by somebody outside of politics. I am dead set on trying to stop this sham in the House because Adam Schiff is one of the most partisan people in the House. What they're doing to President Trump is un-American. There's new do, no due process as we know it. And there is there are legitimate questions about whether Hunter Biden, sitting on the board of Burisma, used his political influence to stop an investigation. And is that what led to the firing of the prosecutor? Uh, I'm going to 
going to find out as much as I can and let the chips fall where they may. Let me take a break. Senator Lindsey Graham, I want to talk to you if these uh, if these House members do send over this impeachment to the Senate, whether hearsay will be admissible. Also, a preview of the hearings on uh, that will take place on December the 11th after the Horowitz releases after Horowitz releases his report on the 9th. All right, as we continue, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham is uh, with us. All right, Senator. So if they bring this over to the House, will hearsay be admissible? Will any of these opinion witnesses or hearsay witnesses, is is that going to be that charade going to be brought over to the United States Senate from the U.S. House of Representatives? Well, the first thing we'll have to do if, if they do impeach the president is pass a resolution governing the terms and conditions of the trial in the Senate. Uh, I think what they're doing in the House is a danger to the presidency's institution. Starting a process without due process, not allowing the president's counsel to participate, not allowing Republicans to call witnesses. One of the reasons I'm asking for the transcript of the phone call between Vice President Biden and the president of Ukraine is that when they tried to ask these questions in the House, uh, Adam Schiff shut them down. Mm-hmm. So what I want to have in a resolution of the trial of the president and the Senate, if we get that far, is that the federal rules of evidence will apply to the House proceedings. Well, it would have to. No I American, mean, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think so. All right. Let me ask you one last question here, because I think this is very, very important. Do you agree with me? Because there's a lot of leaking about this Horowitz report. Is there any doubt in your mind? We know the warnings that were given. Don't trust Steele. He's got an agenda. It's anti-Trump. It's not verified. Hillary paid for it. Numerous warnings, but it was the bulk of evidence in the FISA applications. My question, isn't that is any other conclusion than premeditated fraud on the court even possible? Because we're hearing in The New York Times, oh, it's not bad at all. Only low level people. (laughs) Well, I do know this. I knew that Bruce Orr let the system know that Steele was very uh, in the tank against Trump. I know the State Department, after meeting with Steele, contacted the FBI that this guy is trying to get us involved in uh, sending out the Russian dossier. I know that after uh, Steele was let go by the FBI, he continued to talk to Orr. I can give you three or four examples of where Christopher Steele's bias was well known and documented and was conveyed to the highest level of Department of Justice and the FBI. So here's the question. You'll never convince me that James Comey, Clapper, Brennan, McCabe were not biased against Trump. If you say they have no bias against Trump, you've missed a lot. Senator, yeah, go ahead. Last word. Act on those biases. All right, Senator uh, Lindsey Graham, South Carolina. Thank you, Senator. We'll have more about all of this tonight on Hannity, 9 Eastern on Fox. The senator will be joining us uh, when we come back. Your biased, abusively biased, corrupt mob in the media. How do they even live with themselves? That's next. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. Hello, I am Rachel Maddow, and we are live from Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. (laughs) So hello and good afternoon. (laughs) And I want to start the debate with the question on everyone's mind. Who can beat Donald Trump? Oh, me, 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 me. <laughs> That's not how it works, but go ahead. Right, right, right. Look, I know in past debates I've been accused of being overambitious, right? I got mom hosting Thanksgiving energy. I'm a little overwhelmed because I thought 10 people were coming and now there's 30 million. <laughs> I promise dinner will be ready if you just get out of the kitchen and stop asking questions. (laughs) And a 
of course, this Thanksgiving, I'll be cooking my specialty. Uh, maybe don't say it. Uh, the food of my ancestors. Should I say it? I'm going to say maize. <laughs> I want to begin. I want to begin by thanking you all for the well wishes. <laughs> I did have a heart attack. Ack, 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 ack. <laughs> But you want to know by now, I'm doing better than ever. Doctors were surprised I made it. And I'm very proud of the fact that I was the first heart attack patient to show up to the emergency room in a city bus. Let's go now. Vice President Biden, you're flashing your teeth at me. I just want everyone to know, America... I see you, and I see the faces you all make when you when I talk. You're scared. <laughs> scared I'll say something off color, or even worse, on color. <laughs> what I want you to know is you should be scared, because I'm always one second away from calling Cory Booker, Barack. <laughs> to tonight's next topic, which is health care. Okay, I don't know how you got buzzers, but Bernie, you rang in first. Here's my plan for health care. No copay, no out-of-pocket. The only thing that comes out of my pocket are tissues, receipts, loose cough drops, a movie stuff for Florence Foster Jenkins, which was a so-so. And of course, the little button in the baggie that comes with the pants. Most people throw it out. Do yourself a favor, hold on to it. You never know. All right, Saturday Night Live, which used to be really, really funny. Uh, well, it used to be much funnier. That was pretty funny, though. All right, from this weekend. Uh, glad you're with us. News Roundup and Information Overload Hour. Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, here to debate, discuss uh, all of the issues that we're now facing, including, yeah, this whole Ukrainian hypocrisy, mental bifurcation issue, uh, the release of the Horowitz Report, we got some photos out of you know, a glimpse, if you will, of Orgy Island. They're all young girls. It's all young girls on this thing. It's unbelievable. Um, and Joe Concha is with us, uh, as well as our good, dear friend. We haven't had him on in a while. He, he fills in regularly on this program. Our friend Mark Simone. Well, By the way, every time I go out to a steakhouse, there's Mark. Every time I go to a event in New York, there's Mark. There's Mark and Curtis. Curtis and Mark. I see you guys. I mean, and I don't go out that much. I'm a loser. I like, I'm, I'm like hiding away from everybody at all times. You should all be losers like you. First of all, filling in regularly, you take one day off a year, you maybe. Know, I don't take enough days off. That's true. I'm, I'm, I can't help myself. I am a workaholic. I admit it. Everybody in my life knows it's true including my staff, which yells at me that I don't take off enough. Um, so, but I do see you at every event. That's the fun part. Well, that means you're there too. So yeah, but, but I'm not that many of the events you're there at every one that I'm at. That's the I point. like being out every night. I like going to work every day from a different direction. No, I do. We're proud of you, by the way. I spend millions of years just on coat check rooms. <laughs> do you really? Uh, anyway, Mark Simone and Joe both host on our flagship here in New York, the all new AM 710 WOR, Joe Concha uh, putting out a tweet uh, that got retweeted by the president today. Emerson College poll impeachment among independents. 
Uh, 49% oppose, 34% support. You see why Pelosi is reluctant to go in with this. Uh, I'd say, Joe, the answer is I don't think she has any choice because of the radical base in the House of Representatives led by the squad. I think she has to go forward. Yeah. And I guess the reason why you don't see me out a lot, Sean and Mark, because I have kids. I can't go out every night and I go to Arby's when I do go out. So you two are very fortunate. Well, you know, your, your kids, uh, wait, your till, wait till they're 18 and 21. They'll abandon you like they do every other parent. You're, you know, they'll yeah. have they'll have their it's called having their own life. <laughs> right. For now, I'm the hero. They haven't turned on me yet. Uh, but yeah, give yourself some credit there, Sean, because uh, that tweet that the president uh, quoted me on was actually when I was on your show on Friday night, Jason Chaffetz was tuning in, and I, I guess he was watching, and then uh, kind of paraphrased me, and there it goes, out to 65 million people. So that was that was kind of crazy when your phone starts blowing up when that happens. But uh, yeah, look, in, in terms of Pelosi, uh, this is a huge loser for her, because you see that poll that you just cited, 49% oppose impeachment, 34% support, and that's among independents. Independents decide elections. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, those sort of states are where this sort of thing matters. And in the end, you have Nancy Pelosi and Democrats having to go home during Thanksgiving, go home during Christmas and say, okay, what have you worked on in terms of since you've taken back the House of Representatives? Uh, How about the USMCA, the trade agreement? How about the opioid crisis? How about the border crisis? How about infrastructure, which the president is more than willing to work with you on all these things. So all they have to say now is that Trump is bad and they have no record to run on. It sounds a lot like Hillary Clinton in 2016 saying, vote for me, make me the first woman president. He's bad. And I really don't have a message. Where do you think this is going, Mark Simone? Absolutely nowhere. If you went to a real trial, all of these people would be disqualified. They have no direct knowledge. Vinman, God bless him for his military service. Nobody knows what the hell this guy does all day. You know, he was on What's My Line once and the panel couldn't figure out what he did for a living, even after he Told what, by the way, how many offers did he get to work with Ukraine? What was the position that he was apparently offered over there? Well, apparently uh, it's easy to get a job in the Ukraine as Hunter Biden. So, uh. I mean, can, all right, let me ask you that because I can't get over it. Linda's on my case and Linda's like your best friend. You guys are like talking day and night, night and day, day and night. But here's the thing. I can't get over what is breathtaking hypocrisy. And she goes, you talk about it too much. I'm like, Linda, it's everything they're accusing Trump of. We've got all the evidence of. Absolutely. You, you look at this Hunter Biden, this kid uh, thrown out of the military for drugs. He gets pulled over by the cops. They find three driver's licenses, a crack pipe and a badge. He's sleeping with his brother's widow. A Ukrainian oil company says, we got to get this guy on the board. This is perfect. You know, I, I look at I, and I, I stayed out of the Maury Povich issue last week with him because I just like I want to stay focused. Fire the guy. You're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor that he knew was investigating his zero experience son, zero experience oil, gas or Ukraine. How do the Democrats bifurcate their brains this way? I don't get it. Well, because many of them have uh, brothers-in-laws, relatives on the payroll. They got to protect us. Look at this Biden kid. He was on the board of MasterCard, on the board of Amtrak. I'm sure it's a massive coincidence. They're all things Joe Biden regulated. He monetized his office. Look at these guys that go into office with no money. They leave with 50 million. This is how it happens. Well, that's Peter Schweitzer's book, uh, yeah. Joe. That's Secret Empires. That I mean, there's a lot of them. Republicans, too, by the way. It's not just Democrats. And I, I think that's why impeachment didn't sell, because if— Donald Trump was perfectly squeaky clean. And, you know, let's face it, he was a real estate billionaire here in New York. You get your hands dirty a little bit. You got sharp elbows. He speaks like regular people do. So to throw out, 
if you're going to try to impeach a president 345 days before an election over because he was going to grant the Ukrainian president a meeting if that country announced they were going to investigate the Bidens, which the Bidens deserve to be investigated, as, as you mentioned, that's your selling point. That's the big sell. And, and particularly after Russia, when we heard for two years with the Mueller report, all the bombshells and devastating stories and the nooses tightening and the walls are closing in and it's the beginning of the end and all these cliches we heard over and over. By the time we got to Ukraine and impeachment, the American public was exhausted and they were pissed off because they want to see Congress, they want to see our government actually solve problems instead of these food fights back and forth and a president here that we have that's willing to work with Democrats on those things that I mentioned before. So that's why this thing is failing so much because of basically fatigue and overselling constantly to the point where no one trusts the messenger, the messenger being political media anymore. I don't think the media recovers ever. I think fake news is is tattooed into the forehead of all of these corrupt news organizations, Mark Simone. No, it's going to be a big problem. Also, uh, the I can't remember his name, the kid with the hat that... Uh, Nicholas Sandman. Nicholas Sandman. This lawsuit is now allowed to go forward against the Washington Post, CNN, and others. This could be a landmark case. This- well, let me tell you something. I, here's my prediction. This kid is going to be as rich as you. He's going to be a billionaire. Did you know, by the way, Concha, did you, you do know Simone's like rich as hell, right? Well, well uh, he certainly dresses that way. I mean, no oh, one better pants than he does. And he smells great like my co-host Cooper. What the hell are you smelling me for? Ago. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're getting a little weird on us here, Joe. I'm not, you're breaking I'm up. the message on. But if this, she thinks he smells great. If this kid sets the precedent, you know how many more lawsuits these companies will be in court for no, the rest of the I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. They're all going to pay because they're all guilty. This is not a public figure. This is libel slander. Uh, they smeared they everything they said about that kid, even when the facts were known. Mark, there was no due diligence. They took a 15-second snippet. They didn't ask one question. Everything they said about this kid was a lie. And it's going to open a floodgate. This could be it for all these. Uh, they're going to sign non-disclosure, and they're going to pay this kid hundreds of millions of dollars, I would argue, into the billions. You know why? Because I know Lynn Wood. Yeah. Lynn Wood's a friend of mine. He's the attorney. He was the attorney for Richard Jewell. He's good. Yeah. And uh, these are all big corporations that own these things. And that's when they'll they'll step in. That's when Comcast steps in and cracks down, saying we can't have this happen again. We've got licenses. We've got uh, shareholders. Stop the fake news. Yeah. Joe, where do you think it's headed? I think the inmates are running the asylum, to Mark's point. In other words, we have just producers and we have reporters and we have all these people going ahead with stories, particularly when they're anti-Trump. You ever know it only goes in one direction. Uh, and, and knowing that there won't be any consequences in terms of if they get it wrong, suspensions, even firings. They just go ahead and they do it. If they get it wrong, oh, well, we got some clicks out of it. We got some ratings out of it, and that's that. If this lawsuit proceeds and Sandman wins the kind of money that you're talking about, Sean and Mark, then you're going to see a complete and total change in terms of the types of check and checks and balances that we should have, should have in our news organizations. And only money is going to get these people's attention, nothing else. All right, let me go to, we got pictures, uh, because we're in New York, we get these things called tabloid newspapers, which I still enjoy reading the hard copy of. I'm sure I Mark is, right? I mean, I pick them up every day. I'd, I'd like to read it and have it, feel it, because I delivered it when I was eight years old, or papers when I was eight years old, the Daily News in the morning. So we got photos of the, of Orgy Island. Let me bring, let me throw this at Mark. Why are you throwing it at me? Let's throw this to Mark. (laughs) I don't know anything about it. I'll tell you what, I got to take a break. We'll we'll pick it up on the other side. Uh, Give Mark time. We'll give Mark some time to think about it a little bit. I didn't ask if you were there. Why, do you have a guilty conscience? Why are you saying you're never there? Nobody Uh, asked you if you were there. I know nothing. 
All right, as we continue, Mark Simone and Joe Concha with us. All right, so new photos. I, I, I saw this in the paper today. We got the Lolita Express, as it's dubbed, uh, the Epstein plane, then Orgy Island. And then you get the pictures, and they're all young women yeah. on an island. And then you got the most horrific interview. It was maybe as dumb as Hunter Biden's interview with Prince Andrew. You know, we couldn't even say, well, you did something boorish. Uh, no, he's a pedophile, you idiot. Um, I like the part about I don't sweat. That's a yeah. medical condition. No, it's never having a job. That's why you don't sweat. No, he does sweat. They had pictures of him sweating at the time he said he didn't sweat. But now the question, Michael Bodden, who I respect Michael Bodden, he doesn't think it was a suicide. It wasn't a suicide. It was absolutely not a suicide. Why do you say that? Uh, that prison has had a lot of problems. Uh, a guard got paid off. Uh, and uh, in January, they arrested a guard, convicted him and sentenced him. So there's a history of this stuff at that prison. Another prisoner got found with 20 cell phones in his cell. Guards get bought off at that prison. I know people in uh, the prosecutor world said they can't believe they let him. They held him in that prison. They should have put him somewhere else. It's well, not well, safe. They arrested there. the two prison guards in this case maybe i'm sensitive to it because my mom was a prison guard my mom had to my, my mom was forced to work 16 hour shifts and didn't yeah, uh, fall asleep and put in too. false entries but no i yes, no, but i'm saying when you have to do 16 hours a day for day 60 you know what i, I would fall asleep joe what do you want to say yeah, I was about to say, when your mom was working in prisons, there were no computers to be playing around on and buying furniture on, which one of the guards was doing. But I, I, I still, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know why Attorney General Barr would, would try to mislead anybody in this situation. He said that the video shows that nobody entered that cell before Epstein was found dead. So that was the I, one I, thing that made me pause and say, well, I guess maybe somebody, you know, because you always think of hanging that you're hanging. You don't <laughs> think of hanging it when... Your feet are on the ground. It's possible he would have killed himself. Not at that point. He was months away from that point. There are attorneys that met with him that Friday. He had real hopes of getting bail. And the way he was talking to these attorneys, it didn't look like he was. Yeah, we up. had David Schoen on. I guess you probably did, too. But I mean, David met him two days before. Yeah. And he was nowhere near that point where it was. He got desperate. Do you think? Well, I got to take a break. Stick around. We'll continue uh, more with Joe Concha. Mark Simone, 800-941-SHAWN is our number. We'll get a couple calls in next half hour as well. As we continue. One of Epstein's accusers, Virginia Roberts, yeah. has made allegations against you. She was very specific about that night. Mm -hmm. She described dancing with you no. and you profusely sweating <laughs> and that she went on to have bath, there's a, there's possibly... A, there's a slight problem with, 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 with the sweating um, because uh, I, I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat um, or I didn't sweat at the time, and that was oh, was she? Yes, I didn't sweat at the time because I um, ha had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at, uh, and I simply it, it was it was it was almost impossible for me to, to to sweat. Do you remember dancing at Tramp? No, that couldn't have happened because the date that is being suggested, I was at home with the children. You know that you were at home with the children. Mm. Was it a memorable night? On that particular day that, that, that um, uh, we now understand is the date, which is the 10th of March, uh, I was at home. Uh, I was with the children. I'd taken Beatrice to uh, a Pizza Express in Woking for a party at, a, I suppose, sort of four or five in the afternoon. 
Why would you remember that so specifically? Why would you remember a, a Pizza Express birthday and being at home? Because going to Pizza Express in Woking is an unusual thing for me to do. A very unusual thing for me to do. I've never been, I've only been through Woking a couple of times. Um, and I remember it weirdly distinctly. But as soon as somebody reminded me of it, I went, oh, yes, I remember that. You were perceived by the public as being the party prince. Was that something well, you I shared? Well, I think that's um, also um, a bit of a stretch. Um, I don't know why I've, I've, I've um, collected that title because I don't, I, I never have really parted. Um, uh, I was single for quite a long time um, in the early 80s. Um, uh, but then after I got married, I was um, very happy. Um, and and, and I've, I've never really felt the need to go and party. And certainly going to um, Jeffrey's was not about partying. Absolutely not. You said you weren't very good friends, but would you describe him as a good friend? Did you trust him? <laughs> Uh, yes, I think I probably did. Witnesses say they saw many young girls coming and going at the time. There is video footage of Epstein accompanied by young girls. And you were there staying in his house, catching up with friends. I never, I mean, if they were, then um, I wasn't a party to any of that. I never saw them. I mean, you have to, you have to understand that, 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 that his house... I, I described it more as a, as, a, as, a, as a, almost as a railway station, if you know what I mean, in the sense that there were people coming in and out of that house all the time. Um, what they were doing and why they were there, I had nothing to do with. So I, I'm afraid I, I can't make any comment on that because I, I, I really don't know. Another guest was John Brockman, uh, the literary agent. Now, he described really? seeing you there getting a foot massage from a young Russian woman. Did that happen? No. You're absolutely sure or yeah, you can't remember? absolutely sure. So John Brockman's statement is false? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know Mr Brockman, so I don't know what he's talking about. But that definitely wasn't you getting a foot massage from a Russian girl in Jeffrey Epstein's house? No. It might seem a funny way to break off a friendship, a four-day house party of sorts with a dinner. It's an odd way to break it's up a friendship. It's a difficult way of putting that, it. That's a very um, a stark way of putting it. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, but actually, the, 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 the truth of it is, is, that, is that I actually only saw him for about, what, the, part, the, the dinner party, the walk in the park, and probably passing um, in the passage. Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jerry Epstein. Name three things that don't hang themselves. It, that's what the American people think. That's what the American people think. And they deserve some answers. All right, look, everybody seems to have an opinion on this. I don't really have an opinion. I don't know. I mean, I really respect Michael Bodden. I, I respect the attorney general. I don't think the attorney general is going to lie about something like that. Either somebody went into Epstein's cell or didn't go into Epstein's cell. Or, but you look at all of this that smoke and you think there's got to be some fire here. And, and then you add all the names of people. We continue, by the way, with Joe Concha and our friend Mark Simone. All the people involved with Epstein. Why was Prince Andrew on his plane and on his island after he was a convicted 
uh, for the same reason he was there before. We know what he was there for. Listen, there's no question that everybody's guilty here. Uh, I've met Jeffrey Epstein a couple of times. Nobody ever hung out with this guy for his personality. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When did you meet Jeffrey Epstein? How do you know him? <laughs> a few times here and there, but I never got... Oh, hang on. Here it comes. I was, you, I was, you never met him, hung out with him, spoke with I've him. I've never spoken to him more than two minutes, but even that was painful. He was really? the world's dullest guy. Nobody hung out with this guy for his personality. That's why it was money, women, whatever it was. I was always warned to stay away from him. One of the people who warned me years ago was Donald Trump. Uh, really? Also a couple other New York uh, billionaires. By the way, everyone tried to connect Trump to this guy, but he, if he had anything on Donald Trump, Donald Trump didn't care because he threw his ass out of Mar-a-Lago. He caught Epstein uh, preying on a young girl in the locker room. It turned out it was the daughter of a member, and he had him banned yeah. from uh, Mar-a-Lago. Uh, what do you think about how the media look? I, they always say, well, conservatives are into conspiracy theorists. I, I'm saying openly, Joe Concha, I don't know the answer. I have no, no idea. But, but Michael I mean, Bodden has a lot of credibility true. and, you know, so does the attorney general. So you got people on both sides of it. And I'm just wondering what the hell's going on here? I just wish Johnny Cochran was still alive because then Prince Andrew can hire him and then Cochran can declare if he doesn't sweat, he wasn't on the jet. I mean, that would rhyme, <laughs> just like the gloves thing, right? But it, what's amazing, the conspiracy here, Sean, from a media perspective, is the fact that Amy Robach at ABC said she had the story three years ago. They said, she said, we had Clinton, we had everybody. And since then, I haven't seen Amy Robach on the air on Good Morning America. I know that a, an employee at CBS was fired because they think that that employee, a young girl, leaked that video out to the press nothing about that from cbs nbc abc but the girl but apparently it wasn't the girl that's the point this girl got fired for what nothing well that's exactly right and and we still don't know what happened to her uh in terms of did cbs hire her back is she going to sue cbs for wrongful termination but most importantly in terms of all these networks not reporting on this story again and i i just can't believe that we're all just going to let this go under the rug and no one talk about the fact that abc could have prevented more young girls from being victimized uh, over the last three years when Robach originally had the story, but no one wants to talk about that for some reason. Let me go back to you on this question I was asking Mark in the last half hour, and that is, how does the media just say, oh, no, no, there's no credible person has ever thought anything untoward with Joe and Hunter Biden? I, I, it takes my breath away because there's I, I read and I reread and re 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 reread the transcript of the president with President Zelensky, and I hear nothing. They don't ever mention well, aid. They actually say there's he's never been proven guilty of anything, but that's because there's never been any investigation. That's the point. But how does the media go, you know, full head on into this? Let me start with Joe. And they're just, but not Joe and Hunter. With all it's the evidence you could ever want. How is yeah. that possible? I, I'm like, it's a bifurcated brain here. <laughs> It's a very simple test you could do with almost every story. Take someone who is very similar on the right side of the aisle. All right, in this case, you have Hunter Biden. All right, then make it Donald Trump Jr. And what if Donald Trump Jr. did all of these things, made $83,000 a month for a Ukrainian gas company when he doesn't speak Ukrainian and never worked for, you know, a gas or an energy company? And what do you think the media coverage would be in that case? It would be 24-7, the apocalypse is upon us, and obviously guilty until proven innocent. That's the only test you ever have to do. Just take somebody from the right, put them in the same position like a math equation, and you'll have a much, much different result. Now, Mark Simone, you do have, you have an ability that I definitely don't have in life, is like everybody likes you. 
I mean, you have everybody just likes me. No, they do. Everybody, do. the every you get along with all of these media people. You know many of them in New York. You're at the same soirees with them. No, I'm, I'm just kidding about that part. But you, but you know them. But they like you. What is going on in their heads that they can bifurcate and compartmentalize away real truth? Real evidence, a real scandal, real corruption, real blackmail, bribery, whatever you want to call it, shakedown. Uh, because they're so biased, so corrupt. So, you know, there's guys like Chuck Todd or whoever. They're just totally corrupt, totally biased. There's other people, even a couple on MSNBC, who don't really believe it, but would like to keep their job. Whoa, who? Name names. I can't name any names, but uh, some of these guys are not so liberal. <laughs> liberal Joe. Oh, sorry. Well, oh. there you might have one there, and there's a couple others, but uh, they but just. But it's it, it, look. It is there is a psycho base out there for some of this nonsense. Yeah, get your phone, Mark. I'll yeah. talk while you're answering your phone. <laughs> That's fine. You're a professional radio host. I love you. <laughs> so, um, but you know, uh, even that Amy Robach interview was so rigged, so corrupt. She never said. When did you actually go to a meeting? Did you ever set foot in the Ukraine during the time you worked there? You don't speak Ukrainian. How did you talk to anybody? How did you listen to the meeting? Nobody ever asked anything. Listen, I'm just grateful. You know, so you got Humpty Dumpty, who thanks to Project Veritas, uh, Joe Concha, we know we always knew that he was Jeff Zucker's stenographer. So Humpty Dumpty is going out there and saying, well, to be a Republican these days, you have to believe certain things to be a loyal Republican Loyal to the president, you're supposed to believe in the insane Ukraine conspiracy theory. What one? The Joe and Hunter, that zero experience Hunter was being investigated and his father used a billion dollars to shake down Ukraine to fire the prosecutor in six hours. No, that's actually that happened. You know, you're supposed to believe that the whistleblower made up a false story. No, I just want to know the contact with the congenital liar's office. Uh, then he says the Ukraine is guilty of meddling in the 2016 election. Well, Ukrainian court and Politico said that in great detail and that Yovanovitch, who I frankly, we only mentioned in passing, thinks that I'm part of a conspiracy. Um, I, I, this is mad. It's like the lie is the truth. The truth is a lie. Up is down. Down is up. What the hell is going on? And people at home just don't really even know what to believe anymore, right? Because there's just so much misinformation out there or stories that aren't reported. And I, I brought it up before, but I think you're referring to Brian Stelter in terms of the Humpty Dumpty analogy. Uh, look, he is not reported on. This is Stelter. The C at any capacity, the Amy Robach story and them having it three years ahead of time and that CBS employee being fired. Now, I get why ABC wouldn't do it. They don't want to embarrass their own news division. I, I don't justify it. But why is CNN covering for Jeffrey Epstein or covering for ABC or covering for CBS? So you, you want to you know bring up Brian Stelter in terms of what he thinks should or shouldn't be covered or questions that Republicans need to be asked. He needs to answer the question, why haven't you covered this story? What are you trying to hide? And putting in a newsletter for two lines isn't covering it. He has an hour every Sunday doing a media affairs show. He could cover it there. He could cover on CNN.com. He hasn't. And I don't know why. No, why not, is that? But I don't, I don't even look at it question. as him. Don't take him seriously, Sean. He wants to get it. He wants to like the people Mark were mentioning. He, you want to work at fake news CNN, Mark Simone, you've got to toe the line. If you want to yeah. work at, you know, MS. DNC, you've got to toe the party line. It's not like Fox, you know. Right? You, you watch Fox, there's liberals, there's conservatives, there's people that love Trump, there's people that hate Trump, and they all work there. You don't see that at CNN. They have a panel of 12 people. They got a liberal, I, I, an extreme I would, liberal. I would venture a guess people hate me <laughs> and my own network, I, but they disagree with me. I don't care. So what? Yeah, but I mean, you debate people all the time. You never see that on CNN. Well, the, but the point is, there's not, it, it is one voice. 
Jeff Zucker, we now know, is telling everybody what to do and say, and he's got an agenda. What's the agenda? The agenda is get Trump out of office. That's all it is. And, uh, you know, the problem is you, the only time you get rid of a president after one term, it's only happened three times, Carter, Ford, Bush Sr., they all had a disastrous economy. So there's no way to get him out now. So they have to either arrest him and convict him out or just try to fake news him out. But the, the, the fake news, if they've just cried wolf too many times, it doesn't register with anybody anymore. Why do they hate this president so much? Joe Concha, last question. Uh, I, it's part of it, I think, is hate, but I think also part of it is a business decision. You know, impeachment's pretty good for business, not as great as they thought it would be. And I think it's just getting to the next contract in terms of pleasing their bosses and then conforming to what everybody else is saying within the hive so they can be accepted. All they really care about is really acceptance and love from their fellow journalists, and they really don't care about their viewers or their readers that much. They're not there, there to serve them. They're there to impress each other. And you see that on Twitter every day with the retweets and the likes and the sharings and so on. There's no more rivals anymore. Everybody's in agreement, mostly on many stories that they're covering. No, they're all they're like all trying to outdo to each, other. each other. It's the swamp. Somebody said to Trump when he got elected, if you think they're just going to hand you your country back, you're crazy. And that's what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, it's never been this bad. Anyway, uh, thank you both. Mark Simone, Thanks. good to see you. Joe, great job. Thank you. We have an amazing Hannity, 9 Eastern tonight, Fox News. Quick break, right back. We'll continue. All right, loaded up tonight. Lindsey Graham, Devin Nunes, Kevin McCarthy, Rove, Fleischer, uh, Carter Page. News you won't get from the mob. Let's put it that way. That's all coming up on Hannity tonight. Set your DVR. And by the way, we will be doing what they won't ever do. That's tell you the truth. Because our brains aren't bifurcated. I know I've been using that word a lot lately. All right, thanks for being with us. See you tonight back here tomorrow.